I honestly think that roller skating has been more therapeutic than any of the therapy or antidepressants that I was prescribed. Um, you know, the, 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 the taking the risk, the, you know, challenging yourself, the sweating, the falling on your ass and getting up again. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know what the word is. It's, it's great. Hi, I'm Sarah Fenton, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and this is the place where we shine the light and or find the light in the darkness to prove there's still good out there and lots of it. Welcome to World Gone Good. Have you subscribed to our show where you are listening to us right now? How about this? Have you rated our show where you are listening to us right now? What about a review? Have you given us a quick, quick, quick written review where you are listening to us right now? If you have, thank you. If you have not, We'd love it if you took a moment and did any and all of these options. Subscribe, rate, and or review us. Every time you do, it helps more good people find our show, good people like you. And for that good people, we once again say thank you. Okay, here's a question. When was the last time you were on roller skates? I'm not talking... Figuratively, I mean literally on actual roller skates. Come back with me. Come back with me in my memories. In sixth grade, they opened up our multi-purpose room, which was this um, gymnasium slash event slash theater slash cafeteria space at Shangam School in Randolph, New Jersey, for us all to roller skate after school. I had just gotten a brand new pair of sneaker skates, which are exactly what you are picturing, sneakers with skates on them, possibly the greatest invention of the early 1980s, right after Atari, microwaves, and call waiting. But I was even luckier because I was selected to be a roller skating guard. I got a whistle, I got a vest, and it was my job to make sure that no one, no one was injured while skating. Much like sneaker skates being the greatest invention of that time, this may have been the greatest job I ever had or would have in my entire life. Look, Xanadu had just come out, so roller skating to post-disco music was a pretty good time, people. My guest today, she gets it. She gets it. She feels me. She's all about it, actually. During the lockdown two years plus back, Sarah Fenton put on a pair of skates and something really good happened. Here we roll, everybody. Sarah Fenton is a good person that I know from a really good thing, I believe. We're into Yes. <laughs> Where I got up and I ranted and I raved. I think I cried the first time because I was talking about my dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, people tend to get really personal and, and open up really um, with those stories um, that they share at Rant and Rave. And we get some amazing writers on stage like yourself. And you, you, yeah, you joined us uh, to even be a guest producer at one point. I think so. I think actually it was the, the final show before the lockdown. 
That is right. And Ron, our host, was actually hosting, at least at the beginning, in a hazmat suit. That's we right. Were, we weren't even sure. We heard about this, like, haha, pandemic thing, <laughs> you know, that we didn't realize would change our lives radically for the next, you know, foreseeable future. That was such a crazy thing. Tell everybody what Rant and Rave is, just so that they know. So Rant and Rave is, uh, it's a personal essay show um, that is at Rogue Machine Theater that uh, Betsy Zyko and I used to co-produce together. Um, and it features six writers, uh, true stories. Uh, we get a whole variety of, of, of writers and, 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 you know, the type of stories that they, that they tell, but it was all on a theme. So we pick a word. Uh, the writers go and write, we work with them, give them feedback and shape their stories for the stage. And the audience gets to vote at a show what the next word's going to be like. There's two choices, right? Yes. Yeah. So we do an applause meter um, and occasionally actually have a decibel meter to, to measure which one, <laughs> which one wins officially. Um, Cause we're scientific like that. Um, but yeah. And uh, so there's a bit of audience participation, but it tends to be a night of like intimate stories and really moving things. That is not why you're here, but that could be another show why you're here. Why you're here. Okay, this is why you're here. I'm just going to throw it out there and we're going to dive in. Here's the title of today's show. Sarah Fenton likes to roller skate. No, wait, let's make it, let's get it better. Sarah Fenton rediscovered herself roller skating. I love it. I love it. So I want to know, I want to know this thing because I follow you on social media and I was watching you take a journey that really seemed to matter to you. And it all involved putting on roller skates and getting uncomfortable. Go. Yes. Yes, indeed. I, I'm curious what it looked like to the outsider. But um, yeah, it definitely, I remember, you know, I as we were all sort of like shut in in uh, 2020, 2021, um, I had a pair of roller skates that I had found at a local Goodwill. And I started, you know, pushed the furniture around in my living room and created some space and started to try to, to roll around. Um, and it was one of those things where I'd seen people do it. And I was like, Oh, this looks so effortless and so easy. I'm just, I'm going to, I'll be a natural, right? I used to dance. I should be, it should be no problem. And it was very humbling. Um, you know, lots of wipeouts. Uh, and I, you know, I thought I'm, <laughs> At the time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my journey online because, um, you know, it. I like the transparency of it. There's people who put their best foot forward on social media, and I was happy to to put my uh, stumbling foot forward. I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, I was trying to teach myself some stuff on on using some videos um, on Instagram, on YouTube, and then I ended up um, connecting with a couple of coaches, and then I've been working with. Nicole Fiore, who's like a former world champion. And then I started working with Jeff Biggs over at Moonlight Rollerway in Glendale. And then I discovered the Derby Dolls, um, which is a bank track, bank track roller derby team here in LA. And it's kind of taken over my life. I love all of this so much. We have to, okay, there's so many questions I have to ask. One, pre-roller skating experience. What are we talking? What, what do you mean? 
like had it like childhood like when's the last time you had them on um i used to rollerblade to class in undergrad um i think that was like a you know preferred mode of transportation at one point um and so i would you know be the person that like people would ask me to take my rollerblades off in convenience stores and in class and all that kind of stuff it was just like (laughs) why walk when you can roll kind of thing um but that was purely you know just going forward and stopping and just getting for the purpose of just getting places faster um but yeah, the the appeal of trying to get on skates and like dance or or play a sport um, really hadn't occurred to me until, you know, a couple couple years ago. Did you see it as a bigger journey, or were you just like in the moment? Because what I'm remembering, I mean, to take everybody back to that glorious time of the lockdown, is suddenly it was like the ten push up challenge. I did ten push ups, and then I challenged you know f- five other people. Remember all the challenges yeah, that were going yeah. on? Um, I I mean I. I I, it was more like something to do. I mean, I went through the puzzle phase. Uh, I didn't hit the, the sourdough phase, but Same. I was, you know, I was doing um, a variety of different, you know, things like, you know, building 3D puzzles and like, let's rearrange the living room for the eighth time. And uh, I'm actually reading books now, you know, all this. You know, so looking for hobbies. Um, so, you know, as with ev- everyone, I think I thought the pandemic was going to be over in two weeks. Um, so uh, it was just sort of a, something that I thought, you know, would be a joyful thing to get involved in. And I remember ordering wheels on the internet. Um, and when they arrived, it was like, <gasps> I, you know, a kid in a candy store kind of a moment. And so, uh, you know, during a dark time, it was like, follow your joy and do, do what makes you happy. And also uncomfortable. Oh, are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> but are you somebody? I mean, I'm not throwing that on you, but are you somebody who's cool with that, or do you look forward to be uncomfortable? Or not normally, you know. I, I kind of, you know, was one of those people that liked to do hobbies that I knew I was going to be good at, right? Because um, <laughs> you know, you want to start and be like the best in the room at the, at the beginning. But um, with skating, <laughs> it's, it's it's very humbling. Um, so that was it. Was kind of like. I guess a a personal journey in that sense of like learning to embrace having a beginner's mind and being terrible at something and putting in the work and actually getting good at it. And, you know, like there's no secret, it's just practice. Um, But there's two things though. There's one, the do of it, but the two of it, the, the do and the two, the number two part of this is that you put it out there to the world. And no matter how many followers or non-followers or whatever, you put it out there. Was that was that a need for you? I'm not judging. I'm just asking. No, no. Um, well, I, I I guess, you know, it sort of was like, here's where I'm at. Here's really where I'm at. I'm rolling around in my living room and falling on my ass. Um, and surprisingly, <laughs> I got such good response from my friends of just like encouragement and like, oh my gosh, I want to try that too. And um, so it was very like in putting the you know the awkwardness and the uncomfortableness out there um I got a lot of a lot of support back and that sort of kept me going I'd say And that was the most thing we needed the most at that time don't you think Oh absolutely absolutely Um at one point my friend Beth and I uh we went to this was back when they'd removed the uh basketball nets from basketball courts mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so we went we met up at a local basketball court that had no baskets. Um, and so it was, it was perfect. It was bright, open uh, for us to skate around in. And, you know, we were both just, you know, with our knee pads and our helmets and wiping out every few steps. And 
Um, there's just a lot of camaraderie that I found online and in person um, through putting on eight wheels. Okay, let's talk about your house for a second. Is it a house you own? Is it an apartment? Are you on a first floor, a second floor? Please tell me there are people who live below you. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, well, or fortunately for them, there are no people that live below me. Damn it. Uh, I know. <laughs> I live in a house. I can only imagine um, if I lived in an apartment and, and what the downstairs neighbors might think would be happening. <laughs> but yeah, luckily, uh, luckily, no, I don't seem to be disturbing too many people. I loved it. And I loved watching you because like I said, it's like... There were so many people I was watching who were like making it like they were oh oh everyone like I'm just you know here I go with all the examples again the ten pu- ten push up challenge which I don't want to brag or anything I never saw that as a challenge I don't want to be like a jerk about it everybody listening but ten push ups is not that many twenty five or a hundred <laughs> I'd be like oh shit but when they were like the ten push up challenge like, is that is that even a challenge like. Okay, but uh, you know, people learning like I loved all the people who were learning Spanish mm-hmm. or a foreign language, and I was like feeling like left behind. But when I I don't know what it was, but when I was watching you, I would watch your videos, and I was just so fascinated by it because you were having such a joyful experience. It was really joyful, yeah, yeah, and a connection there, and I just loved it. So you don't even know that you affected me. Oh, I, I'm thrilled to hear that. Um, <laughs> it has been super joyful. You know, around the same time, um, I was, you know, like getting back into therapy. And I honestly think that roller skating has been more therapeutic than any of the therapy or antidepressants that I was prescribed. Um, you know, the, 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 the taking the risk, the, you know, challenging yourself, the sweating, the falling on your ass and getting up again. Um I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know what the word is. It's, it's great. Has it affected you in any other aspects of your life? Has there been any moments where you're like, I mean, you think you can't do something or you're worried about something. And then you think about that, that you accomplished and just said, Oh, well, there was something I did and I can do this too. Yeah. I would say, um, so when I started like skating with uh, Derby Dolls Fresh Meat program, I that was just... wait. Slow down. What is it called? Fre- the Fresh Meat program. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, go ahead. So I was uh, uh, uh tried out for this. Um, the Fresh Meat is basically like the training team for the LA Derby Dolls, um, where they get like new meat. Um, and you you start it in as as fresh meat, then you are marinating meat, and then your seasoned meat, and then eventually. Uh, you know, you can try out for sub pool and try out to get on a home team. Um, so I'm in that process right now. Um, but yeah, part of that was just like showing up each practice to this bank track, which is, you know, on an, on an angle um, and skating around there. And I mean, that is just, it was terrifying <laughs> skating around on a bank track with a bunch of women um, at, you know, really fast and falling and all of that is just uh, whew, really gets your, your, your pulse going. and and uh, so every practice was just like a, a bit of a mind game between like, I want to do it cause it's fun. Once I get there, I'm, I always, you know, I'm glad that I did go, but working up to it, it's like, God, I'm so fucking scared. And I just, uh, we're going to be doing things that I've never done before. And like, ah, uh. um, but getting there, being there with other people who'd never done it before as well, having really positive trainers, like who are just like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. This is hard. Yes. It's terrifying. It's derby, but do it anyways. And if you fall, just get the fuck up. 
I love this so much, and I've always wanted to go, and I'm going to go when you're finally on a team to cheer you on, because I am old enough to tell everybody, including you, that I remember watching Charlie's Angels when Farrah Fawcett, Jill Monroe, has to join the roller derby team because someone gets killed on the track and she replaces them. And it is, I can't, if you if you have no clue what I'm talking about, go on to Peacock and <laughs> look it up <laughs> and you will, you will enjoy every minute of it because it's the same. That's the thing about roller derby. Roller derby was so big in the 70s and 80s. It kind of went away and then it had this big like um, comeback in the late 90s. And then it sort of quieted down a little bit, but maybe it's just me. How long has this team derby thing been going on in L.A.? Well, the Derby Dolls are about to celebrate their 20th anniversary. There so go. they've been going going at it way longer than, you know, I have. I'm such a newbie. Um, but yeah, like stepping into a league that has that sort of, it, it has a history and it has like all these traditions, but it also um, is this this league of supportive women, fast friends, like amazing, badass, risk-taking people. Like the kind of person that plays roller derby is the kind of person I want to be friends with, you know? The person that's a, a hell yes person. Like, you want to do this? Fuck yeah, let's do it. Do you all have names? Um, like or, like Blade and Stitch and um, Fireball and... We do. There's a lot of, yes. um, there's a lot of puns that happen in, in roller derby. Okay. Sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my name is uh, Margaret Splatwood. Um, short, <laughs> my, my nickname is Splat. So that's how I, I, what I go by on the track. Um, you know, I'm from Canada, big fan of Margaret Atwood. Um, you know, she's an amazing feminist writer. Uh, and so there's usually a bit of a play on words, uh, but something that's like meaningful to, to the skater themselves. My, my second runner up name was going to be Olivia Scoot and John, but I went for, um, <laughs> Margaret Splatwood instead. Oh, and poor Olivia. She's looking down and smiling, thinking that that could have been you. And it could have been. been. It could have been. <laughs> I know. RIP. Do you have to, um, audition a name or is it just granted that you could have whatever name you want? Um, you do have to audition it in the sense that it can't be similar to somebody else who already has like a either a similar nickname or um, someone who's actively playing right now. Um, so you needed to submit two or three options, and then uh, the head of the league would say, you know, yes to this one or or pick a new one, try again. Is there any chance that there might be a murder one night that I could just come down and solve? Because that is my, that's my dream is like on another planet, I'm like uh, Jonathan Hart and my friend Faith Saley is Jennifer Hart. And we're like, (laughs) I'm, I'm this multi-billionaire and she's this gorgeous model. And we just go places and murders happen and we solve them. And the roller derby again, like I said, just sounds amazing to me. Um, (laughs) Perfect place for murder to happen. Uh, Sure. On that note, how dangerous is this? And you have a helmets on, you got the pads, I've seen it, but this is a little dangerous. Yeah, I mean, that was sort of what, um, why I had some hesitation in joining in the first place. Like I would, had this idea that I was going to join and like get my, all my teeth knocked out or that I'd be like on crutches immediately. Um, it is a co- full contact sport. So there is a lot of inherent risk. Um, a lot of our training is to strengthen ourselves. And the first thing we learn to do is learn how to fall and learn how to get up. Cause that's sort of, I guess where a lot of, a lot of the injuries can happen. Um, so there's a lot of care taken by the, by the coaches um, and in our like cross training to try to like minimize that risk. 
But, you know, I've been in and out with injuries. Um, luckily, touch wood, nothing too severe, you know, some pulled muscles, a little bit of like a strained ankle or a strained knee. Um, but yeah, it's part, of, it's part of the game. Family, people who matter to you, mm-hmm. they are pro on this. They are con on this. They're worried about you. They're sending money to cheer you on on your GoFundMe account. What's happening? <laughs> well, um, so uh, my, you know, my partner has been to a bunch of games. He usually brings like a, a, a sort of posse of people to, to cheer on. Um, my like immediate family lives in Canada, so they watch the live stream of the games on YouTube. Um, so far, everyone's just been like you know, rah, rah, rah. Uh, I haven't needed to start a GoFundMe yet, but you know, maybe I could reach out for that to, to buy some new skates, which, oh my gosh, they're way more expensive than I expected. That was the big surprise of the sport. I mean, a good pair of skates could run you like six, 700 bucks, maybe more. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The most expensive pair of footwear I've ever bought are my skates. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. I got to tell you, when I was a kid, I, we had the, I mean, I am this old, everybody. I had sneakers and we had these metal like clip-on skates with oh, metal. Yeah. yeah. You stepped into them. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. seen folks with those. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have that. And they were, they, they barely moved because it was metal on metal. So it was like, I was like, Argh. and then as the seventies progressed, then it got kind of cool. Like that's when we got into the really cool booty kinds and really nice kinds that they had. But then I was a rollerblader like you. I was every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday morning, Venice Beach. I was down there, you know, rollerblading away. Yeah. Uh, which, which is different because rollerblading is very much like skiing. Um, and if you're good at one, you're, you can be good at the other. I, like, I learned that really quickly because I hadn't been as good a skier until I really became a really good rollerblader. But roller skating is not the same. It's similar, but not the same. Um, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Venice Beach and there's, I mean, that's still a hot spot for both rollerblading, but also for um, dance skating. There's a l- They've reopened and rebuilt this uh, little skating rink there um, where on the weekend, um, you know, each there, I think they switch responsibility of who brings the speakers and the music. Um, but there's, you know, music all afternoon and skaters just come out and practice and skate around and learn dance steps, learn off each other. Um, so yeah, it's still a hub, still a hub of roller skating. When you started this whole process and looking back at that now, did you think it was going to land all the way here or was it just, you were in the moment trying to get out of your head uh, like we talked about trying to get out of the COVID lockdown, you know, two week thing, or did you, did you see it as a journey? I think both in a way, like in some ways having this thing where you have to be fully present in order to do it safely um, is such a kind of like gift in a, in a world where you're always kind of preoccupied or multitasking. Um, And, you know, the, the little kid in me is like, Oh my God, I just want to, I want to grow up and be a badass and like play on a team and this and that. So like that dream was sort of in the back of my head as I was um, getting involved in all of this. Um, and yeah, you know, I want like when I'm roller skating at moonlight, I love having like the the skating dress with the sequins on it and like the sparkle. Um, my, my inner prin- little princess is very <laughs> satisfied with that. Um, but I also kind of was just like along for the ride as I was doing it. Like, let's, let's start this and see where, it, see where it takes me. I love that you talk about being a little inner princess because you sort of have kind of a half shaved head at times. Yeah. 
yeah, you wouldn't know look, to look at me. But, yeah. that, that, that wasn't always was that was that part of the journey, the roller the roller derby journey. That was you beforehand, anyway. You were kind of a a badass. Well, it's funny because on my, my very first um, my very first practice, um, my husband came to pick me up, and he was like, "I couldn't tell which one was you because everyone had funky hair and like a feminist t shirt, and like you know, like the only thing I was missing was like the sleeve of tattoos, but uh, <laughs> and the piercings, but you know, like there, it does certain, attract a certain amount of uh, a, a certain type of person who's who's kind of a badass." Um, but then I feel like the, the flip side is when I do my dance skating at, at Moonlight Rollerway, where it's all about like poise and being pretty and long lines. And, you know, it's like figure skating, but on wheels. If you could go back to little kid Sarah, what would you say to her about the journey of life, specifically the roller skating part of it? Would you have words for her? Yeah, don't worry. You don't ever have to fully grow up. Like all the things that you like to do when you were little, you can still do when you're a grown up. You don't have to get like serious and and abandon all things fun and just like work, work, work. Wah, wah, wah. I love it. I love it so much. I can't even tell you. <laughs> we close these shows with three questions. Don't worry. You know the answers. Super easy. Question number one, where do people find you? How do they follow you? Plug away. I've been taking a step a little bit away from social media lately, but I do still have an Instagram at Fentanova. Um, and I will, you know, I post a lot of skating stuff there. Um, that's the best way to find me, reach me and so on. Question number two, can go back to anything you want to talk about. It doesn't have to be about roller skating. It doesn't have to be a roller derby, but whatever you want it to be. Question is this, who inspires you? Ooh, hmm, that's a tough one and a good one. Um, huh. Well, hmm. <laughs> you said I knew the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. I mean, there's so many people. Um, I, I guess at the moment when it comes to skating, it's just the people that are like, you know, sort of one step or two steps ahead who can show you the the possibility of like what's next. And, uh, what you can achieve with just like, you know, if you stick to it, um, you know, there's the, our, our coaches at, at Derby Dolls, my coaches at Moonlight. Um, but let's see a specific person. Hmm. I'm going to say rainbow bright because I have a pair of leggings with rainbow bright with roller skates on them. And I don't know if roller, if she had roller skates in the original eighties, do you remember? Does roller did Rainbow Bright have roller skates? I'm trying to remember because I actually was a camp counselor at. Hold on, I'm going to do it for you. Harbor Hills Day Camp. How the hell did I pull that out? <laughs> wow. Harbor Hills Day Camp in Randolph, New Jersey. And when it rained, they would take us to the movie theaters. But we had really little kids. Like I had eight year olds. Um, and there was a Rainbow Bright movie of some sort at the time in the 80s. And I remember us going to the movie. I can't recall whether she always had them or not. Um, but I know she did at some point. Maybe it was an accessory. Could have been. Could have been. But I also remember there was a there was a TV show when I was little called The Get Along Gang. I don't know if that was just a Canadian thing um, or, or if you guys had it here in the States. But the one girl character in it was always on roller skates too. So there's, a, you know, it's somewhere deep in my subconscious that like this is what I'm meant to do, I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, and Tootie from The Facts of Life, Kim Fields. Yeah. She used to, she used to go around on the roller skates. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I would say as far as people that, like, really inspire me, like, you know, you have people who just, like, are relentless, people who are unflappable. Um, you know, I think of somebody like RBG who's just, like, you know, she was a badass till the end doing her workouts and, like, fighting um, for for justice and all of that. And, you know, I that's a life well lived. The final question is not a question. It's a statement to finish any way you like. It can be about anything. Tell me something good. Ooh. Something good. I think everyone has the best of intentions and everyone's out there means really well, even if it doesn't always come off that way. Um, but something good... I mean, what's good right now is the tiny chihuahua curled up at my feet, who's always always there and always game for for whatever activity um, is going on. Little Hendershot, Hendershot is good. Is Hendershot scared of roller skates? No, but I had a, another dog. Uh, I had two dogs at the beginning of the pandemic. And my other dog was not a fan of roller skating. He was like barking and just yeah, not <laughs> not having it. Um, unfortunately, he passed away during the pandemic, Aww. but. Um, but yeah, I think he thought that like the the sound of it kind of sounded like growling or something. So, yeah. When we take the dogs out, we have three dogs. We have little Hazel, who's like not scared of anything. She's like 18, 15, 18 pounds. Mason is like 75 pounds and Haley is 80 pounds. If a skateboarder goes by, a roller skater or rollerblader, anything on wheels, um, one of those little, um, you know, those like birds that they ride around in, you know, with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the bird scooters. Yeah, the bird scooters. Um, Haley loses her goddamn mind. Like, get away, get away, get away. Mason <laughs> is like, he gets like this look on his face and he starts like, and I know exactly what he'll do. He will go and body slam that person off of it if I don't stop him. So like, I have one, like, just picture me, like my right arm pulling Mason away from body slamming the person and my left arm trying to hold on to an 80 pound husky who wants to run a hundred miles away. So that's what oh I'm Oh my gosh. Yeah. so i have a feeling that's what would happen to you roller skating by my house you'd get taken down by a lab named mason who just wants to just not make you let you move anymore like that it sounds just like playing roller derby (laughs) (laughs) thank you sarah for sharing your good next time on World Gone Good. I think there are signs and I think it does bring me comfort. There is a connection between the spiritual and the physical world. Have you ever had a, did that seriously just happen to me moment? I'm talking something that doesn't seem possible, but it happened right before your eyes. Sure, you can wave it off to just a coincidence, right? But is it? Or is it something more? We are going to talk the good of signs, specifically the signs that are sent to us by people from the other side. And by other side, I mean not here alive anymore and breathing, you know what I mean? And and I'm not talking like the other side of the street. I'm not talking about your neighbor, Becky, who has her television volume set loud enough for them to hear it on Mars. God, Becky! I'm talking about the other side. I've assembled a group of really good people to talk about signs, messages, gifts sent to them, us, and if they chose to see it as such, 
it's going to be a good one. Until then, be good.